Anyway, I liked that one. I liked how things were dark and terrible. <laughs> they apparently have trouble, like, they they have, like, this little questionnaire thing you fill out at the beginning where you can specify things that you don't want to work on, but also you can, like, specify things that they have trouble getting people willing to work on that you are willing to work on. One of those was, you know, stuff with dark themes, and I was like, yes, please. I like it when everything is terrible and no one is happy. Well, then you are going to love this episode. Yeah! <laughs> the ending. Oh, the end. Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious, the ending of this episode. <laughs> oh, the wailing. Yes, such wailing. <laughs> All right, uh, is everybody ready to start up? Think so? Sure, why not? Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Hello, I'm David. Oh, you're going to need to drown your sorrows after this episode. Yeah. Because this is it's, uh, it's the end of the season. It's Other Voices Part 2. This is the second part of the season finale. There is no more first season Beast Wars after this. It's, oh, it's all over. The end? Question mark? It is the end, question mark. But right now, it's the beginning, exclamation point, because all sorts of crazy crap is happening. Lots of exclamation. Yeah, we uh, recap last episode. So much screaming. Oh, yes. <laughs> last episode, lots of screaming. Last time on Beast Wars, everybody is in screaming agony. <laughs> oh, no! That's, that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. And we open with uh, Cheetor and Tigatron, because they weren't in the last episode. Uh, and oh, Cheetor yeah. has start us out with, with one of his Cheetorisms. Well, it's, it's okay, we haven't had Cheetorism for a while. It. I think I mentioned this before, but as the rest of the cast gets, like, you know, at the beginning, it hadn't been, I felt like the tone of the show wasn't established enough for, for the Cheetorisms to be sufficiently out of place and eye-roll worthy, but now we're definitely yeah. to that point. Now it's just like, shut up, Cheetor. Suffering circuits. I felt bad for Tigatron because if the world's ending, I don't want to be stuck with Cheetor. <laughs> yeah. And earlier in the season, I liked Cheetor. And now that, you know, as the tone has shifted, I'm sort of like, well, no, yeah. no. Earlier in my life, I liked Cheetor. <laughs> Which is, I never liked Cheetor. Yeah. It's like, I, well, that's the thing. Okay. I don't, it's always a problem with, like, Kid Appeal characters, which apparently all Kid Appeal characters are yellow after Cheetor, and I never really liked them. Huh. I guess yeah, Cheetor eventually did grow point. on me, but... Yeah, I... Yeah, because I... well, there was Bumblebee in the original show, but he was just another little dude over there. Well, Bumblebee in, in G1 was just this, you know, nice guy. Yeah, and was, not like an internet nice guy. He was he was an actual yeah. just nice dude. Yeah, he he was the focus for like the the first miniseries, but after that, he was just another guy because there's so many guys they had to. Fit I mean, in. he was really just the kid appeal character because he hung out with Spike the most. Yeah, yeah, and he's, yeah, he's, he's the, the smallest Spike. guy. Yeah, 
So he was he was the most Spike's buddy. But yeah, I having liked Cheetor when I was I don't know, Hot Rod was my favorite character in G one, and that was even like when I was a kid. I was like Hot Rod is the best somehow for some reason. I mean he's and kind of the hot rod of this. He is. Yeah. He's definitely the hot rod of this. So I and I do feel like kid appeal characters as we've gone along have gotten younger and younger seeming. Yep. So Cheetor was and less horrible. I think it might just be that we're getting older. <laughs> well, that too. No, that, that... I mean, Hot Rod seemed like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, he was. He was definite teenager. And Cheetor is like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, T- Cheetor hasn't quite hit the teenage years, but he well, he gets there during the course of the show. By the yeah. time we get to animated Bumblebee, he's like. 12 tops. <laughs> he's, he's 10. He's, yeah. a little, he's, he's little a little kid. And we're coming back from that, obviously, yeah. except it's just that his human companions are... I mean, even that Spike in G1 was... He, he had a job on an he, oil rig. He could rig. drive. And he yeah. had an oil rig for some reason, although I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Probably, yeah. yeah <laughs> but he was somewhere yeah. between, like, 16 and 20. Yeah. Whereas yep. by, I mean, admittedly, even by season three of G1, you got Daniel, who was like 10. Yeah. And yeah. then you have, so that's sort of continued on. That was really G1, the the first two seasons, the early stuff was really the exception in all that. Because since then, they've they've really sort of trended more towards the 10 to mid-teens. But the, the Kid Appeal Transformer, and I feel like we've come back from that with Robots in Disguise, because the closest you really have is Sideswipe, and really everybody's kind of young feeling. I mean, Strong Arm even feels kind of kiddish. Yeah, yeah, Strong Arm is yeah. young adult. Like, Sideswipe could be young adult, but he acts like a teenager. Yeah, he's clearly the rebellious teen. And yeah. Fix-It is sort of... Well, Fix-It is super old, which is weird. Yeah, but... Cheetor always felt more like the teen character than the kid character to me. Mm-hmm. So, but and certainly still. more teen and less kid as the series goes on. And and now I've you know I'm well into my mid thirties and I'm just done with Cheetor. <laughs> no, no <laughs> Cheetor fair. ever again. He gets better after he gets worse. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Had a f- anyway yeah, they're, they're looking at the light at the end of the world. That's pretty dramatic. I like that. And uh, yes, luckily uh, Primal and uh, Rattrap and, che- and uh, Ares are get there, so Tigatron does not have to spend his last moments with uh, Cheetor. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Rattrap. Oh, gets goodness. Rattrap gets to bring back his catchphrase, which we haven't heard in a while. We're all gonna not. die. And this time, he is pretty much right. Yeah, he's really close. Previously, it's been whinging before. Now it's like, the world is ending. Yeah, we're going to die. Is that the one where where Primal and Air Razor both tell him to shut up? Or is that a different one? That's That's a little later. That's a little later. That's that's glorious. But it's pretty great. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, uh, well, this this is happening, you know. But Primal, you know, he's not worried because Rhinox will save them. Of course, Rhinox always saves. Yes. Yeah, Rhinox knows everything. Rhinox last seen uh, full of cyber venom. Oops. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They do all and seem pretty lost without Rhinox. 
Yeah, the, these are two Rhinox light episodes, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Maybe they had to take him out of the action because otherwise he would just come in and fix everything and everything and, uh, would be great. Yeah, but th- these last two episodes, there are quite a few characters that are just not there. Like, is Scorponok even in this episode at all? He gets a line. He does? He definitely gets a line. Okay. And uh, obviously not much done about because he also uh, kind of bit it at the end of uh, last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Scott McNeil can only do so much. He's only Look, one man. With Scott McNeil, with the Scott McNeil character, it's understandable. It's easy. Okay, sideline one of them. Yes. Anyway, uh, the the biodome finishes shooting beams at the moon, and uh, the aliens are taken off. Termination sequence engaged. Return to Nexus Zero. That sounds which, ominous. It sounds super cool. Yeah, and the moon gets smaller. Yeah, it's because it's, it's not a, really a moon anymore. Yeah, it it is. It's the bigger moon that it starts out as. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like two or three times the size of the other regular moon. But it was like, hollow. Yeah. Yes. Compact dun, dun, dun. little weird moon. So yeah, it turns into its big donut flower horrible thing. And it's, then... it's a really neat design that it's you know it's it's clearly a Death Star, but it's not just the Death Star. Yes, yeah. it it started out as kind of a Death Star at the end of last episode, mm-hmm. but, but it it converts into a smaller thing that becomes the weapon. Now it's definitely more of a planet killer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Megatron Megatron. says it is the instrument of our destruction. Yep, he is watching this closely uh, with uh, the his remaining Predacon troops, which is just Waspmater, Scorponok, and uh, Pterosaur at this point. Yeah, Pterosaur must be so freaked out at this point that he's not trying to rebel. Oh yeah, (laughs) I've done enough that things are going bad, and he's like, "You deal with this." And there, there's yeah. one line that Megatron says where he he purrs basically. <laughs> yeah, for, I forget what line. Is. Okay with it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Megatron's cool with this. It's like no, 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 no. I got this all figured out. Well, Megatron has plans. Well, he's not the only one. Yeah, as we'll learn shortly, he's not the only one with plans. Yep. Oh yes. So he's, uh, so with the maximal base, shield is down, he is scanning them, and he sees that, uh, you know, Tarantulas and Black Ragnar are working away, Inferno is not far behind, and we cut over there, and, uh, yeah, Tarantulas has almost converted this, uh, stasis pod into his escape ship. Oh. Uh, Black Ragnar notes that it is a little cramped for two people, especially, again, one of them is Tarantulas, and <laughs> that's way too close to Tarantulas for comfort. Yeah. She seems to be getting okay with this. I mean, I I'm not gonna not gonna fault her if she's got her quirks, if maybe this whole coming on to him thing is not quite as deceitful as as we may be thinking. Yeah, she she's playing it romantic, but at this point it's it's playing romantic to get close to him to survive the end of the world. I don't Oh man, I I kind of feel like she might really be into it a little bit. A little bit. Well, if your choice is all these other weirdos on this planet, uh, Tarantulas has at least got something going on. He's yeah. Also, Tarantulas sounds weird here because apparently that's Scott McNeil. Oh, huh. I guess Alec Willows couldn't make it in that day. I mean, he's Alec Willows for the rest of the episode, but for those lines when he's working on that, it's apparently Scott McNeil doing an Alec Willows impression. Does a good impression oh, though. I didn't notice. I didn't even notice that. Nope. 
Good job, Scott. Yes. But, you know, Black Arachne isn't uh, really the sharing type or the cuddling type. Mm. So that ship's only going to hold one person, and it's going to be her. Yeah. Yeah, but but her little plan gets interrupted because... Here comes Inferno. Dun, dun, dun. He blasts her aside, and... You know, Tarantulas is, uh, it's time on to burn, fire. Traitor he's burn. He's on fire. Well, oh, there's yes. a little fight first, but yeah, he gets, he gets set up, he's running, just burning down a hallway. It's like, it's not good fire. I, you no, know, it's I, no, it's a really at, crappy post effect. At that point, I was almost thinking, you know, I mentioned before how Mainframe was like, no, we can't do aquatic characters because we can't do water well enough yet. And I really feel like they should have said we can't do a character with a flamethrower. Because yeah. we can't do fire well enough yet, because they really can't. Yeah, well, because it's yeah. like it's like there are explosions that the they're, they're composited on. So if you do it quick, it looks okay. But if you have on screen fire for a while, covering a spider running down a hallway to his doom, it it kind of doesn't look so good. Yeah, thirty seconds of on fire spider just didn't work. Yeah, but it, I I am kind of disappointed at the end that he didn't transform into spider mode and then be like a little crispy. Oh, spider. he has legs curl up. That would have been nice. Now he just runs into a wall. We kind and, of get that in the next season. Yeah, that's first true. couple episodes he's kind of curled up like that. Oh, so good. Well, insects are weak against fire. Bug types are weak against fire. <laughs> yeah, As Pokemon. We, yeah, this this flamethrower was super effective. Yes. Oh, now there's a cutaway to where we get the best line of the episode. Yes. Well, one of the best lines of the There are quite a few good lines in this episode, but... Yeah. Where Rat Trap is being a pain in the butt. Yeah, he is... He's not helping, and Primal and Eraser tell him in tandem to shut up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Eraser's, like, perched on Primal's shoulder... Like, like he's a pirate with a parrot. Yeah, it's pretty good. They get the total shut up rat trap, and Negatron is freaking out because, oh no, the guy he was relying on to do the thing is now taken out. Yeah. Maybe you should have told Inferno that before you sent him? Yeah, it's like... It's, I don't know if Inferno can deal with instructions that complex. That's I mean, true, he's... But... Okay, true, but still. Then maybe send Scorponok? I don't know. Yes, yeah, this is a complex operation. It, it kind of, yeah. I don't know that can take complications that in complex and, either. And I'll note that we don't really know what Megatron's end game is at this point. No, we, we don't do know not. why he's so content to just let Tarantulas and Black Arachnia go do their thing. Yeah, so true. that's 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 interesting. He's still doing his whole chess game thing. Yes. Yeah. It's good. I approve. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, Inferno is now going to uh, take a look at the uh, what Tarantulas has done here, but obviously doesn't understand because he's Inferno. And now it's uh, time for Black Arachnid to reveal that she knows Kung Fu. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and yeah. she's, uh-uh-uh, mustn't touch, and I thought I flashed back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh-uh, the secret word. But, yeah, Kung Fu bug fight. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's really good. Yeah, Inferno's I- Kung Fu is weak. Yeah, Black Arachnid gets a bunch of badass moments. and It might be the best fight in the series so far. Especially for someone, you know, her her being so... I mean, even outside, oh, well, she's a girl, so she's going to be... She's 
you know, she's this little spider and Inferno is one of the biggest Predacons. And he's so a big monster. Yeah, he is. He's big and scary. He's a mega sized toy. I mean, come on. That's right. So she a so mere yeah. deluxe. And he she takes him out pretty handily. Takes his own yep. weapon from him and then shoots oh, him in the yeah. face with it. And that'll and do it for Inferno for this season. Torso. <laughs> yes. I, I, I really particularly like Black Arachnia in this episode. She is great in this episode. She is the episode MVP. Yeah. 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 Any episode in which you obtain a weapon that is the size of your torso, you are the MVP. <laughs> yes. When? In- unless you're Cable and you're not on an episode of the X-Men. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. We're not with X-Men. So then she goes on to have cyberspace adventures in Tarantulas' head. Which yeah, she's, really- she doesn't know how to finish this thing, but Tarantulas does. So she's got a uh, hack the Dyson with virtual reality. She's got like an Oculus Rift on. Shove yeah. Gibson yep. to his port. And anyway, she's in Tarantulas's brain, and that's a bad place to be. You don't want to be there. Yeah. It's, it's weird and gross, and she just gets surrounded by a bunch of cackling Tarantulas heads. And it cuts out to her just screaming, which is one of the many screams that was in the the next episode from last episode. Yes. Yeah. It's an ear-piercing yep. scream. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's impressive. Yeah. So the Maximals get in. Uh, they, you know, they're still kind of wondering where Dinobot and Ronox are, and they are webbed to the ceiling, like this is Predator or something. <laughs> yes. Oh no. They Why don't they? see them at oh. first. Which, you know, I, I kind of think, well, aren't they going to look up? But then I remember that I'm short and I can't find a box of cereal if my roommate puts it on top of the refrigerator. So I, I can sympathize. And we, we didn't realize how much of a horror movie this is where you have to look up. Although the ceiling's not really that high, and those are the two biggest guys hanging from the ceiling. Well, it's definitely a horror movie because you you step in something gross, and then you look up. Yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like at this point that we get an explanation as to why, how the spiders manage to make it in so easily. Which, uh, I think it's Rat Trap asks about turning Sentinel on to take care of the, their invaders. And Primal says something about not having enough power for that, I guess, and the shields and everything else they've got going on. Yep. Cause I was kind of thinking about last episode, like, you know, there was a whole episode way back in A Better Mouse Trap about how good their internal security system was. But, Apparently that takes a lot of power. That's you know just one little line about it to acknowledge that that's a thing is yeah. all I ask. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Awesome. So it's a time to send a uh... radiation barrier. Hmm. Yes. I like that the temperature outside as as the planet killer is. Yeah. This you know, is this is now where the planet killer is we firing at the planet, and it, it it's a big heat ray, and it is. Uh, basically going to superheat the energon until it all explodes, which will destroy the planet. Yeah, it's yeah. it's global thermo-energon detonation. And the yes. temperature is apparently the computer's measuring the temperature in rads. Which is racist, yeah. and that's a little odd. Like, wait a minute, this isn't fallout. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait, won't that kill all the animals on the planet? Wait, well, it's going to destroy the planet, but still. Yeah, probably will. Also, I forget if it's here or at a different point, but there's a little simulation of what it's doing, and the planet blowing up is just like, 
so sudden and just boom, there you yeah. go. It's gone. Well, that's how it works in movies. Uh, yeah, I guess. Work on movie logic. So yes, and, the, the temperature outside is is increasing dramatically to the point where they have to measure it in heretofore unknown systems of measurement. 140 rads! Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds bad. Maybe wear sunscreen. <laughs> I mean, one rad was enough to make Energon kind of suck on its own. I can't imagine. <laughs> oh. oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh man, these reds are here to tell us about the Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate apocalypse. No. <sighs> anyway, Megatron has also figured out what's going on, and he's he's very impressed. Yes. Yeah. What sheer ruthlessness! What disregard for sentient life! I rather like these aliens. So good. And let's look at the big <laughs> zoom. Oh, and yes. the rest of my page right here is nothing but quotes from that little that little exchange. <laughs> like, I, I like how all the Predacons are reacting in their own ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pterosaurs like them. They're trying to destroy us. Yes. Was, Waspinator not want to be destroyed. Waspinator has plans. Frowny. No, wait, Waspinator says that he has plans as though these plans are like his TV show is on later. <laughs> I, I yeah. forgot, I've forgotten this is where plans came from. Yes. So when I heard that line, wants to watch Ellen later. <laughs> it's like he, he was gonna go out, you know? <laughs> he was, it was just Waspinator has plans. Yes. And of course, Scorponok, loyal to the end, is convinced that Megatron will save them all. Megatron will save us? But, yeah, he's so so cheerful. But, but Megatron won't, because uh, Tarantulas is going to. Yeah. Megatron just has everything figured out in this episode, and it's great. Yep. It is, and I like that he doesn't give it all away up front. I like that it's slowly yeah, no. showing, you know, that, that all of this... Is, is according to his plan, but we don't know how or why yet. We don't know how Tarantulas escaping is is going to benefit him, or as it turns out, Tarantulas, in air quotes, escaping. Yes. Tarantulas totally hasn't escaped. He's mostly dead now, and Black Rackney has to go perform. Well, yeah, yeah. but I, I'll, I'll get into it when we get to it, but yeah, clearly there was part of Tarantulas' plan that was not going to go according to him. Tarantulas' plan. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Black Ragnar has just about finished the ship. She's very impressed with herself. Uh, but Rat Trap and Eraser, who have her at gunpoint, are less impressed. What? Yeah. Also, Eraser has a gun now. I guess her toy comes with one. Yeah. What? Sort oh, of a claw. It look like this one. And then, no. wait, what, what is Black Ragnar say something about the truce? Being over. Don't you remember we have a truce? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> tries to invoke the truce to have them not point the gun directly at their head. It doesn't work. Oh, Black Arachnia. Yes. From uh, here on... Curso's I mean, she's voice been, acting is excellent in this episode. Yeah. She's been she great now, so far, but from here on, it's just... She's perfect. great. She's so She perfect. becomes super catty. <laughs> yes. Exactly as catty as is justified. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Rhinox is not doing anything here, so this is the Maxwell's have decided this is our last resort. Our tech guy is dead, but we've got this other tech guy, so we'll use her. Who, you know, kind of wants to betray us all. Yeah. And also, also she calls Optimus Primal Captain Hairball at this point. Which is, 
But it's it's like it's like the the G one line where I think in the the ultimate doom where like Earth is going to be destroyed and Wheeljack's trying to get Grimlock to take the Dinobots out. He's like, we not care if whole planet destroyed. Wheeljack's like, with you on it? Oh, me Grimlock not think of that. It's <laughs> Black Rachnia does not want the world she's on to be destroyed, so she's going to work with them. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody else is going to do this, uh, you know, all the better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I assumed that Tarantulus's point was never to get out and destroy the planet buster. No, he's oh. just getting out. He just wanted oh. to get out. But, but luckily, but yeah. transwarp cells are super explosive. <laughs> yes. So Primal's plan is he's going to fly this thing at the planet buster, which is so busy busting the planet, uh, because planet busting makes it feel good, <laughs> that it won't notice him, and he can... You know, eject and then blow the uh, transwarp cell, and then I guess fly back down. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a bit of a question mark on the end of that plan, but it's better than anybody else has. It's better than nothing. Well, yeah, yep. it, that that's where all the most of the other Maximals start. No, I should do it. I should do it. And Primal's like, no, 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 no. It has to be a flyer because none of the rest of you could get away from it. And, and then he asks Rat Trap, "Hey, do you do you want us?" Yeah, everybody sign up? volunteers to do this except Rat Trap. Hey, yes. do a side rat in my like, Yeah, I'm not doing this. You want me to help you set up the explosives in there? Yeah, I'm, if you want me to help you blow up, that's fine. I'm not gonna help myself blow up. Yeah, he says suicide ain't in my job description. Yep. Yep. And who can so, blame him? Yeah. Oh, and, and we get a reprise of, uh, Primal's motto, sometimes crazy works. Yep. Yeah. Black Arachnia, I, I'm really at this point definitely seeing the Black Arachnia that we get in season three. Yeah. Yes. You're, you definitely see that where she's, you know, she, she doesn't necessarily get the Maximals, but she can kind of respect what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, but, but she sass talks back and, and Air Razor ain't having none of that. She gets yes. punched in the face. And <laughs> they had, it's a good thing they have a female Maximal because it would look weird if it was like Rat Trap doing that. Yeah, but it, yep. it, it might be Air Razor's greatest moment. It was Air Razor punching her in the face is pretty great. Yes. As much as I was, I was liking Black Arachnia at that point. That that was still deserved. Yeah. Oh yeah, she she's been asking for that for the past five minutes. She also calls Primal an ape with a yes. uh, great amount of disdain in her voice. Yes. Oh, Black Arachnia. The great ape. So good. He's one of the greatest. Such yeah, a good character. Yeah, it is time for him to take off. He's got his uh, his feet folded up. He's got his shoulder pads somehow fitting in there. Dan, that's weird. And it, it's so serious, he has to put the face mask down. That's oh, right. Yeah, his faceplate is totally deployed. That's how you know it's serious. Serious face activated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> put on his serious face. And uh, meanwhile, back at Predacon headquarters, Megatron has a delightful surprise. Uh, Tarantulas isn't flying this ship. It's Optimus Primal, which is even better. How delicious. Yeah. And, and I assume that basically he, Megatron, was going to take control of the pod to have it do what Primal ends up wanting to do with it anyway. Yes. yes. But Tarantulas, of course, had not been planning to have it do that. Oh, yeah. He's going to put his life in danger in that way. Yeah, but, which, which would have been great for, for Megatron. It's like, 
But my smartest but most devious little underling wants to fly out into space. Oh, yeah, I'll blow him up so he'll be out of my hair. Oh, wow, Primal's doing it instead. This is even better. Yeah. Like Christmas on my birthday. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so, yes, he's he's more than happy to see that. So, yes, oh. Primal is cozy in his little coffin here. He's getting to the Planet Buster. He's uh, got it all set to blow. And then it's like directly through the death ray. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Well, he, I guess it's, it's I a mean, heat those ray. things have to handle heat of reentry, so I guess they're yeah. pretty well shielded. That's yeah. fair. Until you know, Tigertron shot one that one time and it exploded. But whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was some non-heat base. He hit its he hit its weak spot for great damage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part with the glass is more well reinforced. Tigertron's not a giant enemy crab. <laughs> no, we won't get to him till next season. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so yeah, it won't open, and uh, oh hey, uh, here's Megatron. Yay, big hole. Uh, uh, yeah, he's got... Uh, it, he had a slightly different flight plan in mind for Optimus Primal. Oh, well, people had the same plan, but in my version, the pilot goes down with the ship. Or rather, up with it. Yes. The Optimus do love to sacrifice yourselves, don't you? Uh, oh, man. Primal's just beating on the this lid with his ape arms. Megatron! <laughs> you Optimuses do love to sacrifice yourselves, don't you? Well, Beast fortunately, this over. time your foolishness will destroy you and your Maximals. The Beast Wars are over, Optimus. You lose. Oh my god, that whole little... Had to get one more title drop in there. We did. And and meanwhile, back on Earth, Black Arachnia is possessed by the spooky ghost of Tarantulas. Oh yeah, she talks in Tarantulas' voice, and that is creepy as hell. (laughs) It's creepy. It's very creepy. That's one guy you don't want in your head. Yeah. Music is building. We're getting closer. You hear a little breaking glass... And, and then it explodes. Effect. Yeah. There's explosions. There's there's a giant ring effect coming out from the... Well, it was a ring, so that kind of makes sense. And there's roaring. It was like, kind of like a lion roar or something when it explodes. Some weird I, animal I think noise. some of those are like Gary Chalk noises. Could be. <laughs> Maybe. Because Gary it's... Chalk, I would say of all the actors who play Optimus Prime and or Primal, he does the best Megatron. He's it's the best a at screen. Really good one. He is. He also probably dies the most. <laughs> probably. Yeah, um, I. He's been the most different ones. I think. Don't, Although I don't know. Uh, Peter well, Cullen has got to be catching up. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's probably <clears throat> catching up. Well, oh no, wait. But how, how many times does Prime die in the Unicron trilogy stuff? Maybe only the once. Time. What? Oh, I thought it was. I don't know that he dies in every. Well, I, I thought he only dies the once in the Unicron trilogy, so oh. I think it, huh, I thought it, was it might be three. three deaths or four deaths for <clears throat> Chuck. And okay, let's see. Uh, Cullen died once in the movie, uh, again in Dark Awakening when he was a zombie. The other movie. Uh, oh, uh, he dies in Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he dies a couple of times in Prime, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think guess he dies so. like twice in 
Transformers Prime. Yeah, it's close. Yes, it's very like, close. So that's that's five, like to, four. five to four. Yeah, pretty close. So, so we need we need Gary Chalk to be Prime again at some point. Yes, and yep. then die. Yes. Yeah. I was like, uh, wait. Well, I think that's kind of redundant. A- animated Prime dies once. He doesn't yes. die, does he? I don't. He dies in the first episode. Yeah. Oh, they right, had to establish does. that it's a Transformers show by yeah, killing right. off. Yeah. So yeah. He, he actually so. David K. voicing in, in animated dies the fastest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's got the all-time speed. The guy from the first Robots in Disguise died at all. Mm, Neil yeah. something. Neil Kaplan. Neil Kaplan. That was it. <laughs> oh, so, and Neil Kaplan, you were involved in porn. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. So, yeah, the the explosions fade out. We get uh, some flying primal parts, including his chest plate and his screaming head. Oh. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, when we were doing this on VHS, mind you, most of us, there, they, some of the people on Alt Toys Transformers did actually freeze frame it so they could see if there were primal parts there to see if maybe he survived. But no, there are primal parts. (laughs) Yeah. And you do hear that breaking glass, which is a mean tease. Yes. So cruel. But you, one of those primal parts is his head, his screaming head. Yeah, he's he's not getting up from that one. Oh, yeah, he's dead. that's pretty it's messed up. The end. Dot dot dot. Question mark. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Haven't seen. And it. apparently, when they wrote this episode, they did not know if they were getting renewed or not. I think when yeah. they made this episode, they didn't know if they were getting renewed. That's so they were going to end the series on this. They were going to end the series with, hey, Megatron wins. <laughs> <laughs> they almost ended that a couple of times on it. Yeah. 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 That seems accurate. Yeah. The, the Maximals are still around. Primals gone to pieces. Megatron wins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this is... I got dark, man. Shit's yeah. dark. Yeah, that's definitely a way to end a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, that's this, the end of the season. The, this was yeah. before shows tended to get this kind of dark. Yeah, yeah everyone's this, gonna die. I obviously we've we've got some hooks for next season with you know Tarantulas's spooky ghost. Yeah, and pods falling yeah. out of the sky. Oh yeah, all those stasis pods, which kind of come to a little. We don't get as many new characters as I was hoping. Yeah, because the yeah. there's at least, well, at one point I counted there was at least a dozen in one episode, but there's an entire ring of them around the planet, so that's got to be oh, yeah. dozens, if not hundreds. At least. It's full of guys. Yeah, it's full of dudes. It's full it's of tinier men. Dudes. So that that is it for, uh, that is that is it for the season, that's it for, uh, and that's it for the first season of our show. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Everyone died! Nice long season. Yay! Yep. Not dead. We all died. Yes. We we tried to destroy the podcast buster, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it exploded. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, this is this is an excellent set of uh, of episodes. It's one of the highlights of the show. Yeah, well, every season finale kind of is. Yeah, they're good at making the, these important. Yeah, that's mm. when the you know they get 
Dottilio and Forward on there. They clearly bring in their A crew for the actual animation, and oh, they yeah. just go all out. Good no, stuff. This one's just Dottilio and not Forward. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because I know the first part of it was both yes. of them. Yes. Yeah. Huh. And then the season premiere is just Attilio as well. Oh. Aha. Uh-huh. Spoilers. But then it's... Forward was on. Spoilers. There, is, there was a next season. The, the show is not over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there will be more episodes of this because there are more episodes of Beast Wars. Yes. Though so, uh, on next uh, episode, we might take a slight break from the usual. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. We've got a couple of, a couple of little things, a couple of requests, a couple of things that interest us. I might be, uh, might be, ta- might be uh, addressing a request that we had uh, a couple episodes ago in yeah. the in the old Maxim mailbag. See your letters. That's right. Your letters have an impact. They do. Letters. We get letters. We hey, get don't we have something on Twitter from this week? We do. We have a letter from the Twitter. Yay. Speaking of requests. Yes, this comes from. At Ant1978, last name withheld. Question for your next show. Would you guys be doing a commentary episode on Ravage Three Bodies Evolution? What? So, Jen, I think that as our elder statesman, I think you are going to be, ha- you're going to have to be the one to explain what the hell is Ravage Three Bodies Evolution. Yeah, when you guys talk about that? I, uh, <laughs> I, I would probably prefer to do one on Dinobot's new technology. Uh, okay, but... so what are both of these things? Both of those are back in the early, early days of the internet. Well, even today, we, we have a great deal of fan fiction available on our interwebs. But in the early days, the pickings were a little slimmer. So the really, really amazingly bad ones stood out a little bit more. Uh, Ravage Three Bodies Evolution and Dinobot's new technology were, were among those. Uh, now, see, though, to me personally, I was always a little iffy on Ravage Three Bodies Evolution because I felt that it really felt like it was intentional. For instance, there is a point at which Ravage encounters, uh, and, and of course Ravage, as, as you may know, does show up in Beast Wars, and it's that, that uh, particular time period for him. I'm not going to say version of him because he's clearly intended to be the G1 character. But but he encounters Jaxus, who was a character who at the time had only appeared in uh, the G2 comic. And he he says something along the lines of Jaxus, but I thought you died in the G2 number 11. <laughs> Which I'd like to point out is not even the correct episode. No, well, what? <laughs> There's also some point where where Ravage is is floating in space, and he had been like knocked unconscious, and he wakes up and he says, "Why am I floating in space like this?" <laughs> that is the question we've all had to ask ourselves. Yes. Whereas I I personally feel that Dinobot's new technology was better for having for feeling more sincere. And, uh, and tell but, us about uh, Dinobots, Dinobots' new technology. Dinobots' new technology was primarily notable. It did have some of its its own stuff, but it was primarily notable. I believe it was written by a French-Canadian kid, and I'm going to say kid because it was <laughs> because kid. you Because you're hopeful. Yeah. yeah. 
But it was written in English. And so there are a lot of segments in which he's basically just transcribing an episode that happens. You know, an actual cartoon episode, but then like he, most of it is his own events happening in the background of the episode, but sometimes the actual, you know, episode events will occur as part of the story, and so he'll, he'll rewrite them so you get things like Optimus Primal's stirring eulogy of Dinobot. He lived a warrior, ants died to an hero. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it's like from English to French and back again, or something. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that, uh, and also, gosh, that was the one I forget. The, it's, there's this guy whose name is like Mega Rex, and he's just like a big T Rex guy, and it's it's terrible. Of course, the whole thing is is really terrible, but it's exceptional for having those. <laughs> recognizable bits sort of run through this filter of not being very good so at all. So are these so bad that it'd be like trying to read the Eye of Argon? At, at one point, uh, some of us at, at a BotCon actually got together and did a reading of Dinobot's new technology where we actually had to completely deadpan it. Oh, and no. For instance, if there was punctuation out of place, you had to pronounce that that punctuation. So, for instance, at one point, there's just a random exclamation point inserted into Black Arachnia's name. So the the actor, the reader, had to say Black Arachnia, <laughs> and, and that was that was of course. It was. I I prefer that because it seems more genuine. Because I really have trouble believing that Savage Three Bodies Evolution was not written intentionally bad. Because Isn't Brian Kilby again? I think Riley's oh, evolution may have been Brian Kilby. I blame that, him. Uh, that, that, that prankster. An inveterate prankster. I'm gonna, I'm gonna So in answer to that question, we you know again, we are doing all sorts of crazy stuff uh in our next episode. So we could be doing could be doing some fan fiction. Uh we're definitely going to be watching an episode of the dreaded Beast Wars too. Yay. I I did watch it the, um, yesterday and it's not great, but it's watchable. Okay, well, watchable is I'll take watchable. At, at least if we're only doing one episode, it should be fine. I mean, I watched <laughs> enough energy on that. I will take watchable. Yes. Yeah. 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 Compared to energy on anything is watchable. It's, just, it, it's yeah. interesting in that how different it is from the first Beast Wars episode. How well the first Beast Wars episode sets up the characters and the setting and how the Beast Wars 2 first episode kind of does it in reverse. Well, like I said, Japan took a completely different approach to it, to Beast Wars as a whole. And I think that's... This is true. That that really comes into to focus when you start to watch the anime Beast Wars series. Yeah. All right. So I think that should about uh, do it for this week, and that should just do it about uh, for the season. As I think next week we'll uh, we'll talk about our thoughts on the season. Yeah. Oh, we could. Uh, wait, have we all seen Robots in Disguise? Yes, I thought we'd also talk about that as well. Oh, yeah, we can... I have. Right. Yes. I'm a little behind, but I've seen most of it. Well, you've got uh, you've got a an indeterminate period of time because I'm not sure how clear we are about how we record these. Uh, to 
I'll watch uh, the rest. Yes. The, the, the listeners don't need to know behind the scenes. No, I, we don't want to. We want to spoil <laughs> the magic. Yes. We are here talking to you right now as you listen to us live. Oh yeah, there's no time shifting whatsoever. No, not at no. all. So uh, until uh, until that time when our next episode goes online. You can reach us in any number of ways on Twitter at, at @stasispod, on Facebook at facebook.com/stasispod, and on the Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net. You can always leave a comment there. Yes, or uh, you can uh, download us on iTunes, rate and review us there. We'd uh, deeply appreciate it. And if you uh, want to, if you want to get in touch with us, have your uh, Letter read on screen. Maybe uh, get a request or two in about what you'd like us to talk about on our next episode. Uh, why don't you drop us a line at stasispodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah. until next time, unless the Earth is destroyed before then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. So long, Optimus Primal. We'll miss you. Oh, I'm out of line. I'm David. All right. Well, there is our first season. Yeah, I found yeah. how good it gets. But it gets really good. It gets better. Yeah. Even it does. Better. It gets even better. Next season. Best season. Yay! Apparently I have more spinister toys than I thought. How many spinisters are there? Uh, I think three. And I have at least two. Oh, right. I guess there's the original. There's the like little one that came with... Uh, Nemesis Prime, and then there was a Botcon one of some sort. Yeah, I got the Botcon one. And the G1 one, or and the Minicon one? And the G1 one. There's a Minicon one? Okay. I think I have the Minicon one, but I didn't specifically find that when digging through many, many boxes trying to find <laughs> trying to find the damn scavengers. Yeah, I do remember people on ATT free-streaming the explosion... Looking for <laughs> Optimus bits, and you can see his head flying at the screen. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's definitely dead. And you can also hear, but to tease you, before that, you hear some breaking glass. <laughs> Stone Cold's coming! Ah, <laughs> uh, stupid comics making me consider trying to buy croc from the club. Ah, uh, what a croc. Oh, right, they did make a croc, didn't they? Out of Megatron? Yeah, the Megatron Dreadwing. The self-bomber Megatron? Yeah. It is weird how the comic made Spinister the biggest dude when he's 
kind of dinky. Yeah, usually portrayed as fairly small. Yeah, especially with, like, Misfire is freaking huge. And I didn't find him because I know where he is. He's in a closet. There's the one panel where they're all toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much why. Oh, I need to get him out. It'd probably be a lot cheaper just to get a G1 croc. He's pretty cheap. Like, I may have one knocking around here somewhere that I've forgotten about. Like, I seem to vaguely recall running into one, like, when I was going through stuff for selling. I don't know if he has his buddy, though. I'm generally glad I don't care about combiners. That's me. It looks like you can get a croc and a Soundwave Action Masters for 20 bucks. Yeah, I saw them. No Gatorator, though. Aww. Well, you don't really need the Gator. Yeah, but his name is Gator Raider. He's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a good name. Because he, he's I mean, a professional it's a athlete, name. so his alligator is named after Gatorade. Yes. What could be greater than Golf's Gator? <laughs> oh. yeah, we have two episodes. I have some notes. I have notes. I got to use my new pen and my new ink. I have a desk full of toys, including a Quick Strike, who's not Quick Strike, but he's Quick Strike. I had to go through three shades to find the blue that I wanted. So much ink. I uh, I like it. Typer myself. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, Typer myself. Yeah, my my handwriting isn't that great anymore. Since. If it wasn't for our podcast, I uh, wouldn't be doing much writing at all. I still take notes digitally, even for the podcast. Yeah, likewise. I'd never be able to read them otherwise. Yeah. Oh, I can read them. Nobody else will, but I can read them. Okay, where are all the spinisters? Okay. Yeah, we're getting into... Oh, is the idiot... Oh, I do have all the spinisters. Damn. Oh, okay. A surfeit of spinisters. There was a movie one that was just a blackout. I don't... I think I have that one. Yeah, Kmart exclusive. Yeah, I there's no Kmart around here. Okay. So I have I have all G1 spinisters though. Yeah. I'm I'm oddly a spinister completist now. See, I have to buy from the club. <laughs> spinister completist. Uh, oh. Oh, uh, I should go get some more wine and a soda. And there, and I'll be right back. I've got a cup of uh, warm green tea as I've completed my transition into Mr. Autumn Man. Uh-huh. I, I am farming. I'll stop soon. What are you farming? farming? I'm just playing Story of Seasons. Mm. I played some Metal Gear earlier. I rescued a bunch of child soldiers. Yay! And then tried to put them into training to be child soldiers for me, but had the half-American, half-Japanese man with only one arm object to that plan and say they're going to get a decent education and then leave instead. Oh. 